Welcome to The Lunch Table, where real friends who are real pastors having real conversations you may or may not have said out loud once you've left The Lunch Table. Welcome back to The Lunch Table. This is a very special lunch table because we got tired of that guy named Drew and we invited (laughs) a very special guest on our podcast. Nate, you you know this guest. Why don't you tell us how you've been connecting with our guests lately and how excited we are to have this have have her return. I yeah. So Kim Perry is back. Uh, back. Welcome back. Uh, another hey, returning everybody. guest. Yes. Yeah, so um I uh when I first saw her on the Zoom, I said, Hey, welcome classmate. So Kim and I are taking a class together right now through uh, Life Point Church uh with the um, Association of Biblical Counseling, and uh, her husband is the teacher, which is pretty cool. Uh, shout out to Rob. And so um, I've known her now for a long time, and I've got to go on a, a retreat with her and and just different connections and um, constantly picking her brain and, and sharing stories with her of details that I miss out on in my church work that I'm sure she would help me <laughs> help me handle much better. So uh, it's really been cool to get to connect with her much more regularly lately with this class and uh, just see what all God's doing. It's been awesome. So yeah, Kim, really have been good. how yeah. have you been handling the fame since being on the lunch table the first time? I mean, how oh, has man. that been with just the droves it of is, people? It is so annoying to get recognized in public. Like I have to... <laughs> I have to like plan my outfit better. <laughs> I'm always aware of, of how bad my grades are growing in. I'm like, ah, those lunch table fans are gonna, they're gonna find me and they're gonna come up to me. Um, but seriously, nobody's nobody cares what I look like going to the grocery store. But I have just really been enjoying the recent episodes, you guys. They yeah. just I feel like it's just getting better and better and better. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, it's it's me and my hosting that really carries <laughs> this thing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but we are really glad that you're back on the podcast. And last time, you know, I've all I really I work with Kim and I can't tell you how much I appreciate the Kim Perry's in my life because you do keep us on track and you rem- you know, remind us to sign up for things. <laughs> to, you know. I've been feeling bad about that all ever since that other day, Matt. You were so tired and I was like well, you didn't really sign up. <laughs> oh, man. It, I'm looking right here. You didn't sign up, Pat. Oh, man. I was, we had a big Super Bowl uh, flag football tournament for the youth group, and it was rainy and muddy and just exhausting. And just, I, uh, but I've had a wonderfully unproductive morning this morning so far. So I'm caught up. I feel better. I'm ready to go. And, and, and I'm signed up for our learning lab. <laughs> I know that I'm in and that yeah. kind of thing. So. And if there are other staff people who haven't signed up yet, <laughs> just kidding. Oh, just kidding. Sweet. I'm going to text them later. Oh, Kim, it's so sweet that you think that they listen to this podcast. You're the only one. <laughs> Let's face it. <laughs> but hey, anyone who's not listening to you guys is missing out. You have like, there's a lot of wisdom for not just your areas of ministry there's a lot of life wisdom and i especially like it when you guys get vulnerable Ooh, <laughs> that's yeah. my favorite part is when you when it's just kind of raw and you know also the way you tease each other endlessly is also super fun <laughs> i'm here I, for it 
I truly hope people laugh and smile, but at the same time have those moments of knowing that they're not alone in all the things that that we go through. And and but we do have a special reason to have you on the podcast today. And we are recording this right around Valentine's Day. If we if we had were better at details, we would have done this last week, the, the lead into Valentine's Day, because you wrote, you just wrote and published a book on marriage. And my wife and I have gone through it. We've read the chapters. We answered the questions together. And it's just been an incredible thing for us to go through. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the what you what you named the book and maybe start off with like wh- how you came up with that name and, and why you named it and that kind of thing. The name kind of came after I had written it. Um, I th- It's been a long journey. Uh, I started, I've thought for my, my whole adult life that I would write a book and I didn't know exactly what the book would be. And it changed in different seasons of our lives. So at first, Rob and I were newlyweds and I had this idea for a children's book and I started writing it and um, it was very simple. It was going to be a picture book, but it never went anywhere. Um then we had kids and I had we had such a such a crazy ride with potty training that I thought, oh, the book definitely needs to be about potty training because some of this stuff was so hard and some of it was so hilarious. <laughs> and it was just such a journey. And but then that season passed and kind of um, you know, we had two kids and and all the stuff in life. So then uh, Elizabeth was in her senior year of high school, and I thought, oh, this is the season that I'm going to write about because this is so powerful and so, like, heavy and weighty. Um, and that's when I, I started blogging. And so I have, like, several blog posts about that season of our lives. And I thought, well, maybe it'll be a compilation of those. Or maybe I'll write a book about that season and invite other moms to write parts of it. Um, then I just like fast forward a couple more years. I still hadn't done it. It it had become a spiritual issue starting in 2010. Our lead pastor led us through the staff at that time, which was a lot smaller than, than we are now, led us through an exercise on the, the Hebrews by faith chapter. And one of the things that came out of my journaling that day on it was that by faith I would write a book. And mm-hmm. so since 2010, I have had this feeling that God was asking me to write a book. So you could say I'm a little slow <laughs> because it's t- 2022 by the time I finally did it. Um, but something really that you really helped me, Matt, because we were talking at some it was some social function. Somebody's, it was either somebody's graduation party or a goodbye party that we were standing at. And you were talking to me and Elizabeth, my daughter, about how you had started a habit of Matt Inc. <laughs> and how you, every day for 30 days, you worked on something creative. And I thought, that's that's brilliant because I could do 30 days. I mean, 30, 30 minutes a day. So I scheduled it on my calendar. And every day after dinner, I would go upstairs and, and come to the office and and just write for 30 minutes. And I didn't feel like I had the book, like the one that I feel like I'm, God was calling me to write. I didn't have, I didn't know what it would be. So I just started writing. Rob and I have 
Um, been champions of marriage for a long time. We've been married 34 years. And so I thought, well, I'll just do something about marriage. And then pretty quickly in those days, I was like, well, how about the fruit of the spirit and how it how it applies to marriage? And so that's pretty easy because there's the list of the fruit of the, the fruit of the spirit is. And so I thought, well, I'll write it, I'll write a little bit about each one. And um so at first the title of the book was Marriage Resource. Because <laughs> I had no idea what what it would go, what it would turn into. I didn't know if I would, it was afraid to call it a book because I thought this might just be a couple of sheets of paper. I don't know where it's going. So it was called Marriage Resource, The Fruit of the Spirit in Marriage. And then, then I finished writing all the chapters or I, I had something for each of the um, the characteristics in the list of their fruit of the spirit and started playing around with words with tight like words are important to me and the way things sound is important and I want to convey the right thing for, and so Rob was helping me and he was he was giving me some thoughts and ideas and um some of them I really really didn't like uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I knew a lot of the things that it wasn't going to be called from him and from my own list too. And then I had, um, I gave the book, I gave a copy of the resource to a couple of friends to help just with some editing and some reading. And our friend, our mutual um, coworker, Cindy Whiteside, she suggested a title that kind of, that really started getting my, my brain going. And um, I mean, I knew the fruit of the spirit needed to be listed in um, in the title somewhere. And so um, it became the secret is in surrender, bearing the fruit of a healthy marriage. And I think that it, it, um, it conveys what I want it to convey. It may not be the catchiest title. It may not make sense to other people, but um, I Googled the secret is in surrender. I Googled a lot of the things and I found out that there's, there's a book about, about Hitler. <laughs> I think it's about Hitler called the secret surrender. And I was like, well, that terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Everyone's welcome we, to read my book. We see, so. we see how good Nate is with details. So I can only imagine him reading Hitler's book and <laughs> being very confused about what that had to do with marriage. Like Kim, I, I bought your book. I just, I could not connect <laughs> it to my marriage. Well, I, I had a hard, hard time. <laughs> Uh, well, that's, well that's while we have a little pause, you also know you just opened up a can of worms because I give you about two hours before you'll get an email from Matt expecting royalty since you gave him credit for this this book. Well, <laughs> his lawyer well, will be contacting you very soon. <laughs> well, I told you guys that I was going to have an opening that I wanted to surprise you with. And I was going to you know, say that I was just going to kind of dive into the book and just let you know my favorite part of the book is actually the acknowledgments where it says, <laughs> I mean, thanks to Matt Didway oh, for sharing Lord. your daily habit of Matt Inc. And yeah. I just, I that was my first highlight of the book. And, <laughs> you know, I just feel like we should really just kind of stick on that for a while. Stick and on that. Yeah. 
Well, Kim, it was, it's Kim now now that we're cla- we've we've been friends a long time. Now that we're classmates, <laughs> we're connecting. You run anything you do to give Matt acknowledgement by me first. All right, I got okay, your back. I got it. I got it. Thank <laughs> it's, you. It's, it's gonna put more money in your pocket if you run ideas by me. <laughs> Uh, but so with, with, with the secret is in surrender, bearing the fruits of a healthy marriage. Like, let's walk us through that a little bit. You know, as you were writing, you, it's interesting that you wrote the book first. And, I, you know, and, and wh- how did that resonate with you? Like, why why did that title, do you feel like, kind of ultimately went out on, you know, kind of saying like, this is what this book, or mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, why did that title end up winning out? Yeah, the um, surrender and um, obedience and um, so many words like that, our culture does not appreciate. Nobody, everyone wants to be the king of their own castle or the ruler of their roost and make their own decisions. And we have such a strong bent just as people and I think also as um, as Americans to being in charge of our destiny, mm. and so the the surrender that I'm talking about is not about um, necessarily surrendering to another person. It's really about surrendering to God's Spirit and mm. laying down my agenda and my preferences. And instead picking up what, what God wants me to have, what the Holy Spirit has for me instead. So it's, I feel like a lot of people are not going to read it just because of the title sounds like submission. And we know that that's a really hard thing. And for women to be, you know, for the Bible to tell us to be under the, under the authority of our husband just feels very, very not cool a lot. I have Mm. struggled with that a lot myself. And when I realized that, um, I can, I can submit myself to Jesus much easier than I can submit myself to Rob on any given day. I might be being a jerk. Rob's not going to want to submit to me. I'm being a jerk. He might be, I mean, like, you know, he's awesome, but sometimes (laughs) he might like, we all slip into selfishness sometimes, yeah. right? Where where it's just like, I just want one day to be able to do the things the way I want to do them. And so, but that really is the truth. In my marriage, my marriage has gotten so much better as I have yielded to the Holy Spirit in so many things, in so many times of conflict. When I yield to God, I mean, the Bible says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. I can do this for God. I can do this out of putting Christ ahead of myself much easier than I can do it when I'm for any human. So it really has impacted my marriage to submit to the Holy Spirit and let him direct me, my actions. Um, and so the my marriage is healthier and stronger than it's ever been. And it is happy. But I didn't want to put happy in the title because <laughs> it's not always happy. You know, we go through, we go, we all go through hard times and hard things. And so, but our marriage can be healthy. Our spiritual life can be healthy, even if we're not, 
feeling particularly happy on a certain day. So that's just sort of part of the evolution of the title. All right. If you if you think if you could go back, right? So you said something where we were laughing and joking. Because I was reading the book, you told a couple of personal stories. And I and I came in and I was like, I can't imagine. Because for all our listeners, Kim and Rob are just, in anytime you're in a conversation with them, you're always going to leave with more joy than you started with. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's laughing about something hilariously. <laughs> stupid you <know>. and awkward. <laughs> stupid and awkward. Or just like diving into, you know, you know, getting vulnerable and honest and open about hard aspects of, of life and that kind of thing. When you at finishing this book, you said, you said, Matt, you know, us 34 years into marriage, you you've seen us this far into marriage. What is it in this book that you wish you knew when you first got married? Like, what is it mm-hmm. as you were writing this book or as you think about this question that you were yeah. like, man, I really wish I, you know, got this section a little bit. If I knew this when I first got started or was better at this, maybe, because I think you knew these things, but maybe better at these things. What do you think? I, don't know. Do you think you'd want I was, we were so young when we got married. We were so young when we met. And um, I was, I just turned, I was almost 22 when we got married. We, gosh, I, I had known the Lord already for a long time. But on a childish level, I knew the Lord. Like I was very young when I asked Jesus to come into my life. And so um, there were a lot of difficult adult things that I had not um, had not yet encountered when we got married. And I was not good at conflict or uh, difficult conversations. It really sent me over the edge anytime that we were um in an argument and uh, just a lot of fear over okay, what does this mean if I, um, can I, can I pause for just a sec? Because my, I thought I was plugged in, but this thing that I'm plugged into is not plugged in. So my power is about to die. So yeah, I have, sure. I don't, I don't know. It's supposed to work, but it didn't. Well, while she's pausing, I'm buying the book on Amazon right now. So you can get it on Amazon. <laughs> you can get it on <laughs> Uh, books a million website there's a lot of ways to buy the books and we'll be sure to ask drew who is our technical he's our producer of this thing to add a link into the the title oh no you can't roast him and then ask a favor well you know what here's something funny is we talk so much about how i don't notice details well drew uh i'm recording and this like you know he said don't forget to hit record button don't forget to hit the record (laughs) button and i hit the record button and then it's like a little screen pops up in front of me and I think it's telling me I'm out of space. So, but I hit the X mark before I could even, <laughs> I was like, that's the screen yes. and that kind of thing. So the, the podcast ends abruptly. It, <laughs> did, it, it might end abruptly. And it uh, looks like Kim has just, just had enough of us. <laughs> she, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Wait, I'm coming back. <laughs> she just said enough i'm trying of to this. find you from the black hole i sorry are you are you guys still there yeah so <laughs> kim you're uh the book for sales messing up my joke i was gonna ask for the uh, lunch table discount but it's already only ten dollars so that's that's uh <laughs> i'd feel bad for asking any more of a discount than that that's very very by doable for for everybody that's awesome 
And she's frozen, I think. Am I back? Hey. Back. I'm so sorry. The thing that I was plugged into was my, was the H, I don't know. The, the hey. fast internet thing where you're plugged right into the wall. Oh, so I had my Wi-Fi off. So when I pulled that plug out, even though it wasn't charging my phone like it was my computer like it was supposed to, it I just I just went away. Sorry. It's <clears throat> no, it's, it's all, all good. good. Well, Back. As like when you think about like so the so each chapter is based on the fruit of the spirit, right? And I love right. I absolutely love how every, at the end of every chapter, you 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 have a phrase. You know, peace is possible when you are walking surrendered to the spirit. Um, you know, joy is possible when you are walking and surrendered to the spirit. Like I just I thought that was so cool to have this like ongoing theme throughout that was the same. And and as my wife and I were talking through each chapter, you know that that reminder that that we have to be surrendered to the spirit first and foremost. Is there one mm. chapter as you were as you were writing this book and you are getting to different parts of the fruit of the spirit? You and Rob are talking through this. Can you give us a little bit of the behind the scenes good and funny discussions of just like, hey Rob, I, I was talking about this one today. And did Rob like was there some funny like oh like stories that came out of that? Or just how did that process go as you're talking to Rob about your marriage and writing about marriage and writing about all these different things. Oh, so this is not really going to be the answer that you're hoping for. I don't think <laughs> so. I'm a very, um, when I'm writing, it is, it is like so personal to me that I like Rob knew I was going upstairs to work on Kim Inc. But he didn't know what I was making. Like I would give him very few details about, about it. I would, you know, like, oh, it's going pretty well. I think I have an idea. I think I'm going to write about the fruit of the spirit. But I didn't, he didn't know the content of it at all until I had printed out a copy. And nice. not, not like, not like a published copy. But like, um, and I had him read it. I gave it to him and I had him read it. And I was like, that's a, it's such a, especially because I'm telling stories about myself not doing well at being in surrender to the Holy Spirit. And so I it just felt like a vulnerable place. And even though we've been married so, so long, I wasn't talking about it with him every day. And we weren't, we weren't really having conversations about what it was or how it was turning out, other than I was, I was at that discipline. Um and so when I and I didn't know how it would feel for him to read it, like if it would make him feel like exposed or mm. uncertain about whether. And so I didn't, his initial reaction to it, the first time he read through the, the version that he read, um, I didn't get a lot of like, wow, this is great. <laughs> like, it's going to help so many people. It was sort of like, you know, he asked a couple of questions. It felt very, I felt very like kind of maybe on the defensive a little bit, you know, he'd make some suggestions and I, it was like, no, no, I like, I went it this way, but then I think through it a little bit more. Um, but in the end, he, he was such a cheerleader for me getting it from that initial um, days. Like 
he read it first and then I had a couple people, other people read it. And then, then I gave it like some time to cool off and gave my, my time, myself some time to be away from it for a little bit. And when I came back to it, I, I found so many things that I wanted to fix or that I could say a better way or better words mm. to use. And so it went through, even after I had some friends help me with the editing, I went through it and it changed. I felt like it changed so much. And every time I would read through it, I would find, oh, I thought it was, I thought it was good. And now it, I like, it still has all these problems. <laughs> like, how could I have missed that? And so then there was this long season of, of, editing and continuing to to tweak little things um and so when I finally was like I have to just be done with this part that that made me uncomfortable too because I'm like how many more things did I change but Rob was so helpful in making sure I had the tools that I needed and asking me about it gently when he saw that it was sitting too long and so it probably was from the time I had, it was probably six months at least between when it was finished and when I was actually able to push publish because I'm not, I am good at details, but I'm not good at figuring out how to do something the first time. I'm just so hesitant mm. to make a mistake. I just don't want to do something the wrong way. And so I had in between there, there was a lot of second guessing of, should I try to like find a real publisher to publish it? Or should I do it myself? What's the best way? Like God gave this to me and it's taken me this long to do it. I want to do it the right way. And so that involved a lot of just having to, to trust God and kind of like push through the resistance and take those steps that were very uncomfortable for me just go ahead and take them. And it, I really found, and I'm sure that you have found this too, when you're being obedient, you don't, the step is not sometimes illuminated and clear until your foot is already in motion. Mm. That was one of the spiritual lessons that I learned in this process um, was that I, God gave me the answer as I was stepping out in faith. I would meet a person who had done something before as I put myself out there a little bit. Mm. And um, I had some, there were some people who, who I didn't know before, that, but that I met during the process of going from just something printed on computer paper in my upstairs office to a finished product that, um, that I wouldn't have met who wouldn't have been able to help me if I hadn't started like down a path um, wow. of just kind of feeling my way along. I wish like, I wish that I had somebody like right here who could say, Oh, you should do it this way. No, <laughs> but I just didn't have that. Um, but my dad self published a book a couple of years ago <laughs> and I was involved in that from it, like helping him push the buttons. but he had an advisor who's sort of like, like do these things and um, that gave me a lot of a lot of comfort that he had already walked the path um so that was pretty well, cool 
if there's one thing people probably learn from listening to this podcast is you don't have to know what you're doing in order to take that first step. (laughs) uh, I think I speak for Matt and I both here, but if you want to save some time to have someone look at all the details for your next book, (laughs) me and Matt are free. We will do that. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) And you might have, you might have just stumbled on the, the the subject of your next book that you got to take a step man that's huge uh there's a lot of people that struggle with that i think i pushed a button i can't hear you oh can you hear us now we can hear you yeah Yeah, i i the noise so let's give give our listeners, a little sneak peek. Mm-hmm. We're kind of running a little bit low on time, but I do want them Sorry to kind of hear. That. Oh, it's all good. Um, I do want them to hear a little bit about one of your chapters. And I'm, I'm going to talk to you about one of my favorite chapters, which is your chapter five on kindness. And there's a story in here that as I'm reading it, I'm just like, I cannot even picture Kim and Rob is a little vulnerable, you know, telling a little story about at some point in your marriage. And it talks about how, you were picking up a cake and food for your parents. I think it was their 60th wedding anniversary. Yeah. My grandparents is my grandparents. Yeah. Your grandparents. And so it's kind of a stressful day and you're going out and Rob's with the kids and you know, you're meeting at a, like a picnic park, but in your mind, I, if I, if it's okay, if I can guess here, I'm guessing that you have this certain idea of like this, perfect day because you had steak and lobster and a, and a big cake I mean, just just a really nice day. And the story is about Rob showing up in a tacky souvenir T-shirt. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and you say, but, and I quote, I'm going to read this. <laughs> in my displeasure, or let's see, I was, I was surprised and also thought the shirt was tacky. And my displeasure was evident on my face and in my tone as I greeted him with, nice t-shirt can you just give us an idea of what that tone might can you give us the kim's like i think you did it pretty well but (laughs) if i had to if i had to do a reenactment i think it would be like nice (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt but maybe even a little bit worse than that it was it was not my finest moment at all at all but like it it really it really hurt his feelings like because that's not what he was expecting (laughs) i don't think he was expecting like a parade but he had been taking care of the kids and i had been a wall all day working on the party for my grandparents and um it just he was just like crestfallen is the word and i and it like it the rest of the evening was terrible like the food was great my whole that whole side of the family was together should have been awesome I felt so small and so ashamed of my attitude not that you know I mean like yeah he could have put on a polo you know (laughs) but it was not a fancy it was not a fancy thing I just think you know it's it was a 60th wedding anniversary. A lot of planning had gone into it and nobody cared what anyone was wearing, but it's just, I like in my fatigue and my stress, I let it get the better of me. And so that is, that's what came out was 
not not a very flattering idea of what was on my heart that day. Well, and so also, I, I have a question about that. So, the Didway family kind of has some unwritten rules of like, <laughs> okay, we can't go there with that story or that joke. Like, so is, would it be too soon when I see uh, Rob in Dallas in April if I said, "Did you bring the tacky shirt?" Like, <laughs> oh, oh, that would be great. Is that a is that no. a no go? Is that a taboo? No, topic? no, because it's. Rob is so good at like letting things just roll off his back. Like in that moment, he was upset with me. Um, well, can I can I read and quote his <laughs> response? Because I I don't think we can let Rob necessarily off the hook either here, right? Because I read and I quote. <laughs> he goes, his face fell, and then he got defensive with, "This isn't good enough for your family." And so oh. I am sure what we call in the business, that's an escalator, right? Like, yeah. you... <laughs> escalator. Yeah. Not, no. not that I want to get into the details of a fight between you and Rob. And once again, I really want to reiterate to the, to our listeners, like you guys are, I've, I've told this to Rob. I don't know if I've said this to you, but you guys really are an inspiration to, to even my own marriage and the way I mm-hmm. raise kids. Like, mm-hmm. like, you guys' marriage and the way you guys communicate with each other in love and care for people, uh, you know, just I want all our listeners to understand oh, like that is the the legacy that you guys <laughs> leave behind. But I am curious, you know, as you were talking about kindness in this chapter, like, you know, looking back for however long ago that was to now, you know, what does it mean? What what, what does it mean to have kindness in your marriage? For you guys, as you were diving into this chapter and, and understanding the fruit of the spirits and how they how they impact your marriage, yeah, I, I, we we've been married thirty over thirty four years at this right now, and one of the best things that we um, one of the best books or studies that we did was just in the last I guess eight or nine years, and it was called Five Days. To a better marriage or five days to a new marriage and it was it was it really helped us a lot and it's all about how when you're in pain like emotional pain the fight or flight all those all those things they kick in those things that like physiologically they kick in and so if if i'm in if i'm operating out of a place of pain i am not able necessarily to be surrendered to the spirit if I'm letting that be my driver Mm. and so I'm I'm acting or responding out of my pain rather than out of the peace of God and so that that learning that we did is all about how to even if I'm if I start in a place of pain how to quickly become part of the peace cycle where I'm remembering what God says is true about me which isn't necessarily what Rob might be saying about me in the moment or what I might be thinking about Rob in the moment, but what does God really say? What is the truth? The truth is I am safe. I am loved. I am understood. So I can operate when I'm in, when I'm operating from a place of peace or being surrendered to the spirit, I'm able to be encouraged, encouraging to Rob. I'm able to be kind. I'm able to have a loving response, even though that may not be what my natural fleshly inclination is. Mm. So now when we hit those 
when and we still hit those spots where one of us is irritable or or depleted and might say something unkind instead of letting it push my buttons or or Rob instead of him letting it push his buttons he takes a breath he and he like connects to God in the moment and listens to what God says so that he can be the best version of himself in his operating out of the place of peace being surrendered to the spirit so now when I am inclined to be critical I can, I take a take a little pause and I'm like okay what is really true about me like when I'm at my best being driven by God I am encouraging and I can be generous with my encouragement to my husband instead of saying something that's going to push his buttons and push him into into the pain cycle so that was something one of the things that they say in that book is you're not having a million different fights you're having the same fight the same mm-hmm. fight a million times and that that more than and we've read lots of books and we've done lots of curriculum and lots of studies but that one was the one that really helped us and i think that that is that really helped me in coming up with this with this uh, little book that um and still it's i mean it is a book it ha- it's a small book it's a short book but i was talking to a friend the other day and she said i think it's more of a devotional um mm. she said mm-hmm. she well first she said i wasn't expecting it to be a devotional i sat down to read it and i was like oh i can't go on to the next chapter i need to answer these questions and process this so um so i don't know maybe i wrote a devotional <laughs> I'm laughing right now because me and Nate are having some communication issues. I I put in the chat, hey, why don't you follow up with the questions that he wrote? No, I thought he was kidding. (laughs) Oh, no, that was earlier and I thought I never did respond. So I'll just say no. Um, But (laughs) I I don't know if it's time for a takeaway yet or not. But I just as I'm hearing all this, I'm just like. I don't think I don't know the right words to get people to fully grasp. You know, I pray to God everyone has their lunch table and their parries in their life, you know, to to be able to just be mentored and poured into. I mean, I know just from listening to this podcast how, you know, you and Rob have poured into me and and mm-hmm. I've I've gone in in areas of my life that weren't even possible before that. So, but the how to how to encourage people to understand you know, when you are that strong in your faith, when you have that calling to help people like you do and yet are vulnerable and yet are real and we get a picture behind the scenes that that is just so rare, but it's so powerful. And so mm-hmm. just just knowing that, man, everybody out there, you know, marriage is freaking hard. <laughs> um, life is hard. Um, these And there are people, there are resources, there are areas that that apply to all situations. I mean, not to get too personal with y'all are going through now, but you and Rob, even now, 34 la- years later are facing things y'all have never faced with health issues and surgeries mm-hmm. and family things. And um, I can relate to you and Rob with the whole like, okay, wife, do you need me right now to be pastor Nate and try to fix it? <laughs> or do you need me to just listen? You know, Nate, hard that I'm going to go ahead and, and give you the answer that most of the time. No. <laughs> no yes. The answer. You kind of already know that answer, but the found, so the takeaway is the foundation of all these situations 
from from t-shirts to <laughs> surgeries to everything the foundation is the fruits of the spirit the foundation mm-hmm. is being led by christ not led by flesh and my reaction or my go-to and to have someone with y'all's quality of life be open and real about that that's that's gonna impact a lot of people and i'm looking forward mm-hmm. to it yeah, I think, you know, I felt that sense of I've never thought of the fruits of the spirits in the sense of marriage. And that mm-hmm. was kind of like an ouch, you know, moment for me to be like, man, I've always thought this in the sense of the way I treat people and my teams and my church and my, you know, my neighbors and everything else like that. And it was as because we did do it more like a devotional, you know, we mm-hmm. we got the Bible out. We, you know, one of us read one of us did read the scripture parts and then we answered the questions at the end and um and that kind of thing. And it was just this moment of like, oh my gosh, would my wife say these things about me? You know, mm-hmm. would would she bring these things to me? And and that was that was a big moment for sure. Yeah. Um I do, ahead. can I just I just want to say that you were saying earlier, marriage is hard and it really is. Yeah. It is there are times that are easier and there are times that are more difficult, and that that can flip-flop day to day. But I do, I I'm always try to be intentional to tell or to remind people because now that our kids are young adults and they're married and they're not living here anymore, I, I, like, I miss having them here all the time, mm-hmm. but I, it, it is, it is so worth it to persevere through the hard times when you're raising your children that when the kids are young that for us that was the time that we had the most conflict mm-hmm. the most opportunity to come at a, a, a situation from two different angles and like what why do you think that's the way to handle this because I I think I'm right and I clearly this is what I've read or this is what my this is what my heart's telling me right. and gosh like persevere through those difficult times and it's I mean it's kids are like little conflict bombs in my (laughs) opinion because like the the mom my heart like a child falls down I'm like and Rob's like don't do that he'll think he's (laughs) and I'm like you're getting too real real. (laughs) (laughs) like a mom what do you think he needs in this moment like what do you think she needs? And just our our approaches were so different. And as they grew, I I really started understanding they needed both of those. They needed the they needed what because Rob he he sees what they need from a different perspective than what I see. That and they need both of those both of those perspectives. So it's so beautiful to have those because when you when you have both you the, the child gets more of what they need and so um but yeah it's in the moment it's so tricky but it's so worth it it really is so worth it to yeah. to keep working was, on your marriage and you said something earlier about you know rob coming from a place of hurt like i know it's been the simplest little things that will sometimes hit me and like i'll get so angry because i feel like you're challenging almost my love for my kids like you're almost mm-hmm. challenging me on caring for them and it's something like well me grabbing the wrong cup because i or was shirt. trying or, or shirt, shirt. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, or shirt 
because we've gotten to some like moments of like you know matt i need you to be more helpful around the house i need you to be more helpful getting the kids out and then when i try to be more helpful i grab the wrong thing or i grab the whatever and it's just like and i'm like pulling out my hair because i'm like i'm trying I'm sorry that I didn't know that this is the car blanket and this is the like living room blanket, <laughs> you know, and that kind of thing. And it <laughs> and it is so interesting to see, you know, for me to kind of have these fruit of the spirits to to try to like slow down and take a deep breath and be like, okay, I could be kind in this situation or I could be patient in this situation right. and that kind of thing. It is yeah, it is hard. It- it is really hard. And and when there's urgency and you have to make the quick decision, I think that that makes it even harder because mm. we're, you know, there's a rush. There's there's a need to get out the door. There's a need to get all these things done so that we can go on to these important things. Um, I really do feel like we have an enemy and he wants to take us down. He's going to do whatever he can do to take us down. He's going to cause division. Kids. That's why he gave us kids. No, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. The enemy did not conflict bomb. That's why he drops <laughs> these conflict bombs in our households. <laughs> but like he's actively finding a way to take us out. So mm. if he's not going to be able to trip us up with some sort of big immoral decision, He's going to trip us up by making us think that we can't get along, that we're enemies, that we just got to get through this. Um, and like as leaders, as people's spiritual leaders, I feel like he it, it can be even worse. Mm-hmm. But when you think of the fallout, and I know you guys have talked about this on the podcast repeatedly, but the the one of the best things you can do for the people you lead is to have a strong marriage, right. not in your own strength, but to let God help you have a strong marriage. And, and so submitting it to him, because that is what people are going to remember. Like these young people that are coming up under you, when they hit, when it hits them, because now they're old enough to be married. Now they're old enough to have kids. They're going to be like, wow, like I really saw this in my buddy or my pastor or my youth. Like they're going to, that's the thing that is going to more than a, more than a decision today about something to do with the tasks of your ministry. I feel like that's the, that is something to protect. And to, you know, just make it worth it. So we have about 10 minutes left. This is going to be a two-parter. And um, I'm just kind of curious to kind of maybe wrap this up a little bit is I I know both your kids and they're amazing. They're just Mm. wonderful, (laughs) just great people, you know, and I think the, in my opinion right now in my life, the greatest compliment I can give you guys is seeing how awesome your kids are makes me want to listen to you guys even more. You know what I mean? Like knowing your kids makes me think like, okay, they did something really, really right. And so I was curious with your writing. I have a three part question and this might be unfair. One is, have you ever thought about writing a book about parenting? Like, I'm just very curious, just kind of like that. And, you know, 
I guess then the second part is, are you writing anything now or are you, where are you at in just emotionally or spiritually in, in, you know, that area? And then the third part is, are you still using Kim Inc. time to make that happen? So uh, that's kind of a three-part question, but maybe just one big question. I'm not sure, but where, where mm-hmm. are you now with, with writing? Oh, well, thanks so much for saying that about our kids. I agree. They are amazing, amazing people. And Rob and I, there are some of it is because we're their parents, but a lot of it is just because God is so good and knew that I wouldn't be able to handle it any other way. So they kind of came out of the box already awesome. Um, but thanks for, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're amazing people. I have thought about writing a parenting a book on parenting. I thought about maybe doing this same thing, like bearing the fruit of a, healthy relationships with your kids, maybe, or healthy parenting, mm-hmm. bearing the fruit of healthy parenting. I'm not really sure right now. I'm, there's so many things going on in our lives right now with, um, we're about to become grandparents, which is amazing. Rob just had surgery, which is going to be amazing after he heals up a little bit more. Um, <laughs> I don't but, know from know, some of the stories you've told us, it's already been pretty amazing on our end, laughing at <laughs> <yeah>. some of <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's gonna, he's doing great with everything. Um, but right now I'm just in this season Our we've got some health, health challenges with our parents. And so I'm really wanting to be very present for as much as I can. So I am writing a little bit about what's going on right now in my heart spiritually, as it pertains to all of the things that are going on, but I don't know if that's anything that will ever see the light of day. It's just kind of therapeutic for me to write it, write my feelings. Um, so I'm not currently working on a big project other than taking this class that Nate and I are part of, um, that has so much reading. Oh my gosh, so much reading. And it's not easy reading either, but I'm learning so much. And I'm, I feel like it's right where I need to be in this season is, is learning these things about how the Bible applies to all of the hardships in my life. Um, I am not currently, I do not have Kim Inc. on my calendar every day, but I certainly will. And I feel like I'm back to a season where I can have a little bit more bandwidth and a little bit more margin to do something like that. I definitely am going to schedule it because that's the only way that it got done in the first place. So, um, yeah. Wow. Well, that that's uh, his life, man. I think that's, again, very inspiring that you're very aware of the season, right? And aware of where where you're at right now. And and what's so cool, whether you're actually writing the book or not, um, as, as you live a life of ministry and a calling by God, you know, it's it's even what you're doing now is helping so many people <laughs> in all mm-hmm. aspects. And, and we joked earlier about how popular you are with the podcast, but like, there are a lot of people, it has nothing to do with the lunch table, but a lot of people that look up to y'all and see, you know, you're going through a lot. And and even just hearing Rob explain the surgery, you know, yeah, I'm just having some minor knee surgery. Really? What's happening? Well, they're just going to drill a hole in this. And from, a, I'm like, <laughs> Rob, that's not minor, but yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. Like y'all just face everything in life, you know, so spirit led. So whatever you do, whatever you end up writing on or, or sharing, um, um, I'm all in, man. I think it's it's awesome, and just a thank you and and uh, the pastor and me saying, well, man, praying for you guys, praying for your you. your parents, his parents, this, y'all experiencing some 
some news in this season of life. And um, I'm curious. Um, I didn't even. So I knew you. I know Nick real well, your son or pretty well. Um, is it him or your daughter that's having a baby? Oh, it's our daughter. She's, daughter okay. Um, yeah, she's a couple years older than Nick and they are their baby is due in just a couple of weeks. Wow, so we're cool. really, we're really close. And I am, I am just so excited about this, that, that happening, this, this season of becoming grandparents, watching Rob become a grandfather. It's oh going to be goodness. so fun. I've, oh, that was one of the first things that attracted me to him was the way that he is around children. He just, I'm so task minded and I'm like, I love kids, but I'm like, I have stuff to do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I would like suggest everything and notices them and yeah, well, pays attention to what they're doing and what they like. And per yeah, our experience, if you're going to write a parenting book, do it now, because once you become grandparents, <laughs> your kids don't exist. It's all about the grandkids. So, <laughs> I, oh. I, I swear, if, if my mom could have just skipped to grandparenting, she would have done that. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, people, people who talk to me about it, when they talk about it, their eyes, it's almost like they glow and they, they just get this look of euphoria. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm so excited. It's, it's how me and Matt felt when my dad would introduce us and Andy was around our younger brother be like, yeah, this is Nate and Matt, but Andy is like, (laughs) so you're going to be like, yeah, these are my kids. They're awesome. But my grandbaby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are coming to the end of the, this episode. And so um, we always try to finish with the one minute takeaways and, um, I'd love Nate. You can, we'll let, I'll, I'll go ahead and get us kicked off Nate. And then Kim, we'd love to hear your one minute takeaway. It's always fun to hear a guest, you know, thoughts about being on the podcast. But for me, my one minute takeaway is doing what's hard now and inviting the Holy spirit into our marriage. It only gets better. Right. I just, I just love hearing, you know, how, cause I feel like my marriage and my life is going pretty good right now, but, uh, I'm I'm really glad to know it's only going to get better from this point out. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Takeaway just on a personal level, just seeing, you know, through all seasons. Um, yeah, yeah. Marriage is hard, but it takes work. But if it in any aspect of your life, if you're not led by the spirit, it's going to be your flesh and, and you're going to lash out from a place of hurt or pain or frustration. And um, that's not healthy on any end. So I encourage everybody with this book, with, um, you know, some, anything you can do to get some resource in your hand to work together on that. I'm excited. I just ordered it. My book will be in Friday <laughs> ministry style, right in time for me to leave until Wednesday. But I will, <laughs> when I get back, <laughs> back in town, uh, next week, you know, I'm excited for us to work through it together and, uh, just to see the spirit lead and, and do everything we can. Um, you, all well, you said earlier, take a step, put it, put it into action and watch what God can do. Um, mm-hmm. thank you for putting it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Thanks guys. Um, I think my, my quick takeaway is just, I just really appreciate you inviting me on here to talk about it. And, um, I see you, you guys, Andrew, just being so generous with your, with your time and your, you just have a spirit of, um, stepping into things with joy and laughter. And I just, (laughs) I love that. I love that about the lunch table podcast that you're, that you are friends who are doing life together, even though you live in different places. And I just love seeing how you love and challenge and are, and let yourselves be sharpened by one another. I think it's really cool. 
Well, we are glad that all of you joined us at the lunch table today, but it is time for us to get going. I got a sick child that I got to go take care of (laughs) and uh, all that good stuff. But this is the lunch table. Peace out. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.